0: It's going to be fine. It's going to be what it is. All right. My computer is
1: now on three popsicles. Let's start again. Hi, I'm Patricia. Welcome to the 65th episode of A Breath of Song. I'm so glad you chose to do this today, which is extra special because Wendy Luella Perkins is joining us for a songwriter conversation. Hi, Wendy Luella, and welcome. Thank you so much, Patricia. It's really my delight to be here today with you. Bill Frizzell, jazz guitarist, says, You can't wait until you've finished something before you get to the music. We're here to uncover wellness without waiting for anything else before we start singing, and your voice is exactly what's needed for this. I'm coming to you from my home on the unceded lands of the Abenaki people, In what is now called Burlington, Vermont. And Wendy Luella, tell us where you are right now.
0: Well, I'm in in what many people know as Kingston, Ontario, Canada, uh, also known as Kataraqui. And it's a beautiful place where Lake Ontario, the Kataraqui River, and the St. Lawrence River meet and head out to the Atlantic Ocean. Mm. It's also the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and the
1: Haudenosaunee peoples. Beautiful. All of our voices will turn up as they are today. And no matter what, we can feel the connection to our breath and vibration in our body. Let's find how good it can feel to sing. Last week, I shared Wendy Luella's song, Morning Dove. Today, Wendy Luella will be teaching us one or more of her songs. Who knows? (laughs) We'll learn one right off slowly so it can settle inside you and you can begin to trust it as a resource. Let it move you into a state of flow. Then we get to enjoy a conversation with Wendy Luella, possibly with other songs in the middle. And we'll close out maybe with the first song again at the end, maybe with another song. The beautiful thing about podcasts is you can always Mm. rewind and find the part that speaks to you the most. So let's start by getting into our bodies, Mm. starting by just shaking, (laughs) shaking everything. Hmm. Imagining that you're just kind of shaking down in. And... Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like doing that sometimes. And then let yourself stretch whatever needs stretching. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Beginning to let sound appear as the breath moves out, just whatever sound wants to come out. <sighs> Yeah, and as the next breath comes in, notice how it can widen the rib cage. And let something go as it goes out. And on the next breath in, let it sink into your belly and your pelvic bowl. And let it release something, take something with it on its way out. And then into your back. Oh, and take something with it. And then feeling your breath as it comes in, in your nose, the back of your mouth, and as it goes out, letting yourself sigh. And letting it fall in. And another sigh out. Wow. And see what the sigh feels like if you wrinkle up your nose.
2: <laughs> hmm.
1: That feels kind of good. Okay. Wendy, I'm, going to, like that. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to you to share a song. Uh, oh my. Oh. Thanks, Patricia.
0: I guess... I haven't decided what song I'm going to share. And the way I'm going to decide um, what song to sing right now is to, to ask both of ourselves. It's like, what do we need right now? What do we need most from a song? So let's just sit with that question for a minute. What, what would be a good thing for us in this moment right now to cultivate, uh, to open our hearts to? So let's just take a moment to ask that question of our our deeper spirit and see what the answer might be. Is anything bubbling to the surface for you, Patricia?
1: Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a very spacious kind of waiting. Okay.
2: This is the one that's coming. Hmm. Loving kindness to my body. Loving kindness to my mind. Loving kindness to each and every joy and heartbreak of my time. Loving kindness to my spirit. Loving kindness to my soul. Loving kindness to each and every part. Loving kindness to the whole. Loving kindness to my body. Loving kindness to my mind.
1: Loving kindness
2: to my body. Loving kindness to my mind. Loving kindness to each and every joy and heartbreak of my time. Loving kindness to each and every joy and heartbreak of my time. Loving kindness to my spirit. Loving kindness to my soul.
1: Loving kindness
2: to my spirit Loving kindness to my soul Loving kindness to each and every part Loving kindness to the whole Loving kindness to each and every part Loving kindness to whole loving, loving kindness to my body loving kindness, kindness to my mind loving kindness, kindness to each and every, every joy, joy and heartbreak of my time loving kindness to my spirit, to my spirit. Loving kindness to my soul, loving kindness to each and every part, loving kindness to the whole, loving kindness to your body, loving kindness to your mind. Loving kindness to each and every joy And heartbreak of your time Loving kindness to your spirit Loving kindness to your soul Loving kindness to each and every part Loving kindness to your whole Loving kindness to our bodies. Loving kindness to our minds. Loving kindness to each and every joy and heartbreak of our times. Loving kindness to our spirits. Loving kindness to our souls. Loving kindness to each and every part, loving kindness to the whole, loving kindness to all bodies, loving kindness to all minds, loving kindness to each and every joy and heartbreak Of all times Loving kindness To all spirits Loving kindness To all souls Loving kindness To each and every part Loving kindness To the whole Loving kindness To my body Loving kindness to my mind. Loving kindness to each and every joy and heartbreak of my time. Loving kindness to my spirit. Loving kindness to my soul. Loving kindness to each and every part loving kindness to the
1: whole hmm hmm that was a beautiful beautiful song Wendy Luella hmm and I love to think of all of the people who download this podcast and sing along, and now have this song in their bodies. This this overwhelming sense of loving kindness having settled in. Mm-hmm. Tell us, tell us more about the song.
2: Wow,
0: you know, I wrote that song maybe a couple of a couple of months ago. Maybe it came. And I I don't even use the word write the song because that's not how I understand the way that songs come to me. I usually am walking or gardening or outside. Most of the songs I write come to me outside. And I think this song came, you know, in the middle of a crazy world that we live in, you know, in the crazy Mm -hmm. times that we live in. Mm. And just the layers of grief and uncertainty and how whew, how extending, first of all, loving kindness to myself
2: mm-hmm.
0: enables me to be more spacious, expansive, and present. But if I can't offer loving kindness to myself, I rarely can truly be present and with other people in a really deep way. And so I think... I think that the song emerged for a song for myself, which is pretty much all the music I create that comes through me first of all is medicine to me mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. it's the balm I need in the moment it's yeah, it's something that I need to or I want to bring more of in my life, and so often the songs drop in mm-hmm. they're 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 coming by all the time, and I am. Uh, my receiver is is operating, and I catch those songs. And so I think this song really came at a time when I, I needed, first of all loving kindness for myself. And And then as it emerged, then it then it took the layers, like, oh no, then, and I'm offering loving kindness to you and then to us. And then when the all came, I have to tell you when I wrote that song came through me, and that that fourth loving kindness to all bodies I felt something shift seismically in my body Mm. because loving kindness to all bodies that's a big thing yeah yeah and and the people that are the most damaged and the most destructive and with that wield the most power in really destructive ways they have probably lacked any kind of real love and loving kindness in their life. And so actually turning the energy to, to, when I can offer loving kindness to beings that I have a very hard time with Mm -hmm. is a very powerful practice. Mm -hmm. And this song really helps generate that, Mm -hmm. generate that genuine, not like, oh, I should be extending some loving kindness to some difficult people. Mm -hmm. But the song actually... Um, raises my own vibration. And when I've sung it with other people, too, I I feel that. And when we get to that line, it's like, oh, I'm more capable of actually extending a little bit to really difficult situations and difficult
1: people. Both people I know and people I know of. So I have sort of an an odd question for you. I know that you're an ordained minister in the Unitarian Universalist Mm -hmm. Church. So Mm -hmm. clearly you've done some work, some, you care about a spiritual connection. You've mm-hmm. spent time thinking and presumably I, reading, studying, talking with other people about these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And what I'm wondering is, I'm not quite sure how to ask this, how do you think, what, what has made the ground fertile for these kinds mm. of songs to drop into you. What is it in your life that has, that has opened up the kind of, mm. of heart space that lets this message be the one that comes through rather than a message of, I'm going to come and, you know, destroy you, you mess of a person who's messing up my world. <laughs> you know, oh, be the message yeah. that's coming. <laughs> or... <laughs> Or, you know, please give me... Good Lord, I want a Mercedes Benz. Or, you know, I mean, other kinds of song messages that could come through. Because music by itself has historically been used in many, many ways. Ooh, that is. Does that big, make sense? It does. It's a big question. Yes. So let's just dive That's right big... into this interview in the big stuff. Let's just not mess around, okay?
2: Oh, thank you. Well...
0: I think, I think there's grace, first of all, which is, it's getting out of my way, getting out of my own way. So it's not about thinking too much. It really isn't about thinking. It's developing practices of attention and being. And, and so many, so much of my music has come from uh, a walking practice that I have, which is to get up early in the morning and just walk. And when I feel the rhythm and the beat of my own feet and wherever I'm going, it is just songs appear. And they usually come together. They come as music and lyrics at the same time. And I think part of my walking meditation, and I've done that for years and years and years and years, is about is about just is about receiving, is about okay. Here I am in the universe and so much in the universe is sustaining me. Mm-hmm. And can I be present and grateful and aware, more more present, more grateful, more aware of all the forces that are sustaining me. So I think part of that practice is a gratitude practice and is a is a wow, we are all connected practice, uh-huh. you know? Um we I am not separate from this Gaia, this the plants, the water, the air, the trees that are so I think part of it is is that is that that I've been very grateful and to have that practice of walking but but I think for, from from a time I was very, very young, I made up songs, and I don't know whether that is just my constitution. you know that I came into this world where melody and singing and playing with my voice was something that I enjoyed doing. And then when you enjoy something and cultivate more of that, then it opens up the space for more of it to happen. Mm. You know, right? So it is, there is something about that. It's about, and sometimes I will go for a walk and I'll ask for a song. I'll say, what, like we asked at the very beginning, what do I need right now? What, and sometimes it's a song I know or somebody else's song. And sometimes it's like, oh, this is a really difficult situation I'm going through, or I'm feeling really grateful for this, or um, I'm having a trouble making a decision. So it's like paying attention to what is swirling in my own head.
2: When all is swirling in my heart, quiet, calm, take rest in me. Sometimes when the swirling
0: of thoughts or decisions or emotions, going for a walk or being in nature is a way of quieting that, but also it's a distillation. It's a way to go, okay, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of static, but really it comes down to this. And so many of my songs, like I've written, you know, your verse chorus song, but really my practice, my true practice, and I think, the my own gifts in song creation are these short little songs because it's like these little crystals it's like little nuggets it doesn't have to have a whole bunch of it's it's like it's it's one concept that i circle around and even the singing of soulful singing the practice is repeating something again and again and again so it sinks like you've spoken to boat in on your in your podcast is like letting it sink into you letting those words to be able to trust those words to to lean into
1: them. You create so many songs. You you catch so many songs, and one of the things that I notice is that they sound very much like the way you speak. So as you were talking about the connections, you know, I was thinking of your song "We're All Connected," Earth, Sky, mm. and Sea. Um, why don't you could yeah. you sing that for us just so people? Can oh hear yeah, that?
2: So we're all connected bird cloud and tree we're all connected earth wind and sea an interwoven exquisite tapestry we're all connected breath you and me
1: So, when a song like that has appeared to you mm-hmm. on a walk, how do you remember it when you get back to your house? This is very interesting because
0: one thing about me is I have, I have a very, I had a lot of trauma as a child, and I adapted to that trauma by forgetting most of what happened, which I see is very adaptive. I'm grateful that my little body did that for me. And but it also means I don't really remember much I don't remember th- even it's going, "Oh yeah,, when how did that song get created mm, I'm not real I can't really exactly remember so but what happens with songs is if I hear a song outside of myself, I almost always remember it. So I have an amazing auditory memory i ha I have no visual memory mm. at all. Mm. I have an amazing auditory memory. So what happens is when I'm on a walk, if I do not have my camera with me, I have an old school camera, and when a song comes and I'll record it, then I'll listen to it once outside of myself, and then mostly I remember it. But if I don't have the camera, if I don't record it and listen to it once outside of myself... It's one of those songs that was for the moment. And I've written hundreds of songs that have been like that. That, or I have, yeah, songs have come through me that are just for that moment, that mm-hmm. don't have, mm-hmm. are not shared anywhere else other than in my heart during, mm-hmm. you know, a 5 or 10 or 15 minute period where it mm-hmm. emerged. And then it mm-hmm. kind of goes back to the ether. It returns to the earth somehow. But if How I have my you... little
1: camera... <laughs> <laughs> so you said you've you've you sang um as, as as early as you remember you remember singing early early yeah when did music s- become a safe space for you or a sacred space for you has it always been like that you said coming through a time a, a childhood with trauma with and yeah. I know that whenever I I also have had a come through a difficult childhood. And I know that creating safe space was crucial. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, I think from a very young age, you know, like the earliest memory is what people have told me, so now I remember the story, was my brother took me to show and tell, right? My brother took me to show and tell uh, one afternoon, and he said, this is my little sister, Wendy Lou." who I think I was two and a half, maybe three, listened to her sing. And I just sang and sang and sang. And I know that there was so much joy in that, even as a little, little person. I, mm-hmm. So I think that it was a safe space until I was about... An, you know, I, I, I was in musicals as a high in high school, and that was a place of refuge. Like creating, mm-hmm. you know, doing musicals and being in community and creating songs in that way. I, I love that. It was a very nourishing time in my life and then Mm -hmm. kind of going into university I wasn't studying music and it was it was almost like some divide happened at university in my undergrad which was like you were a music major and then you did music or music wasn't in your life and really through Mm -hmm. those four years I feel like I lost my voice in a lot of ways I didn't sing Mm -hmm. and it's funny too about what you remember because I remember a friend saying well You've, you've got an okay voice, but it's not really the kind of voice I like. And I might have had hundreds of people say, Wendy Luella, you have a beautiful voice. But what I remembered was that one, and I that remember it so percent. specifically. Yeah. But I don't yes. remember all the times that people said, oh, Wendy Lou, you just have a you. I love right. your voice, or I, I love singing with you. And so there is a part... Of a reclamation of my voice, and that really was through Unitarian Universalism. There's no question in my mind. My friend Maud, I was doing a master's degree in addictions and educational uh, psychology, and I had met a friend during my internship. She, her name was Maud. She invited me to go to church with her, and it was the Waterloo County Unitarian Fellowship. I'd never heard of really Unitarian Universalism before that, uh, and. I went the very first time, and of course, there was an opening song. Don't remember what it was, but I do remember standing up, starting to sing, and then weeping. Like, weeping. Uh, And the weeping was like, how could I forget? How did I forget how important this is? How could I let anybody's comment disconnect me from this voice That has brought me so much comfort and joy and connection and, and creativity. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was a spiritual experience of the, the highest kind of degree of like, boom. I
2: should have
1: used Anne Lamott's quote for you. (laughs) At the beginning, <laughs> we can cut and paste that. I don't cut and know. paste that in, because because her story about going and singing in church and what that experience was for her is also yeah. a story of 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 hearing her voice, hearing her own voice in community with other voices, and yeah. what that yeah. meant to her. Yeah.
0: And I think that's so interesting because then of my own journey and in Unitarian Universalism and also the, how do I use my voice? I mean, the typical way of, you know, a singer songwriter and I have written songs like that and played and done small little tours. It's not my nature at all. I love a song. I'm not a traveler. So it's like, I just, that lifestyle just was not for me. But every time I did sing, and then I had a, I, I, a... lot of my singer-songwriter kind of songs have really powerful choruses. And always, I was always inviting people to sing along. And when the chorus came, it was the most pleasure for me. Uh-huh. It was like hearing those voices together. And then it's like, ah. That's, that's kind of how I developed Soulful Singing 20 years ago, like in 2002, was... I was like, what, what I love best about church is the singing and the silence mm. and then I thought well I could
2: just make something up that was singing in silence <laughs> why
1: not why not why not In who's stopping me <laughs> so obviously this has been a very rewarding practice for you right because you've been doing it for 20 oh, yes. years and why would you keep doing mm-hmm. something that long if it weren't a rewarding mm-hmm. practice. Talk to me a little bit about what has been challenging in doing soulful singing.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well, um, I think the biggest part that I keep reminding myself, and I remind other people, is that while soulful singing is therapeutic, it's not therapy. Mm-hmm. And what can happen in the practice of soulful singing, and I say this at every gathering we have, like we've been singing, I've been doing soulful singing for 20 years, you know, 17 and a half of those in person and two and a half of those online. And I almost always say, you know, sometimes the song can open us up to a tender place. It can open us up to joy, great joy. It also can open us up to a river of tears. It can open us up to grief and how to tend to our hearts in the best ways that we can. And sometimes what happens in the singing process, in this kind of singing, is that it can open folks up and they need more support than the practice, Mm -hmm. than what the practice really is. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I'm a trained minister. I, uh, I can offer spiritual care to people. And I also am very mindful about where the boundary is to say, I think, to support someone to get more care if they need to get more care. Mm-hmm. And being aware that for some people, this kind of singing meditation might take them too deep
2: mm-hmm.
0: for what they're capable of, in that moment, of containing for themselves. So I mm-hmm. think that's a big challenge. That's a kind of complicated, layered thing, but I have I, I, mm-hmm. seen that many times over my practice, is creating a space that is welcoming to all the, the range of emotions that music can touch in our hearts. Cause I think that's one of the amazing, like these kind of songs are like water, right? They can, and also creating a container of care and um, of, of a support that's like, and if this, if this is something that is, is too difficult to hold, then here are some places, and here's some here's some direct support that I can offer just in the moment. But then, inviting folks to care for themselves in the best ways that they know. So that's that's a challenge at times. Mm-hmm. And people come to singing, like we all come to things. You know, we are all a mishmash of of capacity and and um, vulnerability. And sometimes our vulnerability is our strength. And sometimes our vulnerability is, you know, it opens up spaces where it doesn't feel contained. It feels like that all is swirling and the silent, the, you know, it, the comfort isn't coming to me. Um, so mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm aware of that. I think the other thing, this is a, a challenge along the way, but it's always, it's a challenge is that with any kind of leadership is that, people will look at me and go, well, she's got the great voice, or she's, you know, or I want to be able to sing like her, or I want to, you know, I want to emulate the leader. And what I always am trying to do is turn the mirror back for people to see the beauty in their own voices, Mm -hmm. to see themselves Mm -hmm. as leaders. So I'm, I'm often inviting people, even in zipper songs, like we have so many great zipper Mm -hmm. songs, um, where, where people, if they might not, feel like leading a song, they can add words into a zipper song and feel like they're contributing to it. So I try in my ministry, because this is a ministry for me, it's a community ministry, to really invite partnership and invite people to to recognize the just the goodness of their own voice, each each voice for what it is and who it is and what it expresses and to create little moments where people can can share their voice. Mm -hmm. I should
1: say, in interest of full disclosure, that I have been to many of, of your online soulful singing sessions. I think they're beautifully facilitated, beautifully led, mm-hmm. and always, in my experience, very aligned, very true, very heart-centered. They, they feel very mm-hmm. uh, real, including on days when you're not having a great day, you know, they still, yeah. um, and one of the things that has always impressed me is the way that you handle, the way that you invite people in and the way that you talk about tending oneself and the way that you clarify that difference between, between therapeutic work, which is one of the ways that we need to be able to care for ourselves. and the practice of soulful singing, and that they both exist. But you don't offer yourself up as the savior of all, and the one with all the answers. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's a beautiful practice that you invite people to join you. So one of the Mm. things that surprised me when I met you and delighted me was that you had just started a TikTok channel. <laughs> so here we have this woman, you know, who is deleting soulful singing, singing these songs of heart-centeredness <laughs> and connectedness and, you know, finding ease. And, and, and there you are on TikTok. So talk to me about that. It's
2: good to have a song or two when the roads get bumpy. It's good to have a song or two on this journey. It's good to have a song or two. And
0: some people who come to Soulful Singing... So I have to say, first of all, I did the TikTok because one soulful singer, Keith, really has been encouraging me to spread my music more. And I I, res, I really... I'm grateful for his encouragement and and his support and his guidance along the way. And first of all, I wanted to have songs available to, to current soulful singers so they could go, that song that has really been a support to me, I can't quite remember how it goes, mm-hmm. that they can go on TikTok and go, oh, that's how it goes, and sing it along a few times, and maybe it would come into their heart. Some people don't remember songs by heart at all, but if they get started off... You know, they hear the first two words, then they can remember the rest of it, but they can't Mm self-generate. So I think initially the idea was I want somewhere to have a body of my songs so that soulful singers can access them. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. And number two, it is an opportunity for people who have never heard of me to also tune in, learn a song, go, oh, wow, this is, I love this song. Well, what else does this person have? It's also a nice way to catalog it for myself. Mm-hmm. Though I have hundreds of songs. I have hundreds of songs. So I, I, don't, I'm, I think I'm only at 35 or something. I don't know how many I have on TikTok. But, not there yet. <laughs> um, not, not at the hundreds, yes. Um, so I think that that was part of it. I think the other part is congregations. It's a, it's a quick way for congregations uh, to have access to my music. Mm. And I am very, this is a, I know we've talked about this a little bit and this tension because I am so much in the oral tradition and sharing my music Mm -hmm. and yet I need to make a livelihood. And in the oral tradition, things are not, are not as easily said, oh, I took this song from the oral tradition and now I'm sharing with my choir or in my setting. I think I should pay the artist (laughs) That, that that song came from. Whereas if it's on a piece of music and there's a copyright sign it's a clearer way of 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 doing that but my my heart is really in the oral tradition so what i'd love to do is have simple like little lead sheets of the song so for those people for whom reading the piece of music is the entry point mm-hmm. in um they have that and that they it then ties in with and you can look at that at tiktok and see my little idiosyncrasy idiosyncrasies of how I, I I do that because I tend not to be so some songs uh, some songs I've got a clear there's a clear beat there's a I'm keeping with the rhythm and other songs it's like oh she just did something they're a little different there at that time around and um and I think the oral tradition and this the kind of songs that I
1: offer does that mm-hmm. So so to, but, so, yeah. so you may as well, in, I think you should insert here, how, how would you like <laughs> song leaders who are listening to this and say, oh, I'd love to use that song, the spiraling song with my group. What should they do? How can they give you fair exchange to help you continue to make this your livelihood?
0: Well, I think this comes back to one of my challenges with hopeful singing. It's putting a commodification on something that I think is our birthright. So I I have I have conf, inner conflict about mm-hmm. this because I actually think that these songs, well, they are mine. They came through me, but they're not mine. And so there's a part of me, it's like, give it all away. There's a part of me, it's like, I have bills. Right. The electric company does not listen. <laughs> oh, you know, but I have to say one of my favorite things is uh, singing to telemarketers. Anytime mm-hmm. you get a telemarketer, I, hello, if there's that little space. I just start singing to them. No. So I think that that's a tension for me. Yeah. And that has been an ongoing tension. And if I was being paid by a congregation, then I could do that more fully. I'm not, though. I'm a, I am ai am a complete entrepreneurial in my, in my ministry. Mm-hmm. So my livelihood comes from people sending money to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, so I think if, if you're using it in a choir where you are being paid, paid, then I would love to get paid. If you're doing it at a song circle where it is a sharing thing, then I, then I'm, I don't need to be paid for something like that. If it's a, if it's, a. You see what yeah. I mean? Like the difference between hey, sometimes you see this in copyright, you know, please use for educational purposes. But if it's a if it's a commercial thing in any kind of way, then then I would like to be paid. So in a congregation, for example, yeah. if a congregation uses my, my music, I say, I have a sliding scale, you can pay me anything that you want, and I know times are tough too. So I don't want to prevent people from using my songs if their own economic situation is it's so it's like soulful singing online there are uh that is that is completely by donation. There's not a set amount that people give. there are some people that have come literally six seven, eight hundred days who've never given me any money, and there are other people who have come a few times given me money some people give me pay me
1: monthly regularly. I think one of the things that's challenging as a song leader is that. Sometimes people will come and I, I allow people to self-set prices because yes. I don't want anybody to not sing because of finances. Yes. yes. Um, I also know that I myself, when I was in my 20s and was able to go buy ice cream for myself in the evenings, almost every evening, you know, whenever I wanted an ice cream would not pay for um music mm, if i mm-hmm, could get it for mm-hmm. free yeah and i think i was not making the connection between the fact that whether or not i chose to pay for the music you know whether i photocopied it or bought it that when i photocopied somebody else's music and then used it that that person wasn't getting paid for their work. And that made it less likely that they were going to be able to continue their work. And then as somebody offering things, I often find I need to to both be generous and and trust people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. to give what they can and do what they can. And I also need to educate people Absolutely. to say, actually, although I love doing this, I can't do it unless I receive money yes. for it because there are bills. Well, and it is an energy exchange. There is an energy yeah. exchange and there's a yeah. fair work yeah. exchange. Absolutely. I agree with you. Is there anything that you are excited about right now that you'd like to share with us? Well, I
0: love the power of ritual. And it's funny to be excited about something that's been going on now for 850 days, plus days. But honestly, I every morning that I wake up, maybe, maybe once every hundred mornings, I'm like dragging myself a little bit. But honestly... It is such an honor and a joy to every morning gather and sing with people in this meditative way that I call Soulful Singing. And I'm excited that people keep showing up and that it continues to be a sustaining practice for me and for others and mm. that we that it's a co-creation. I'm excited that... Without those people participating I, I I certainly would not have sung every single day for forty five minutes every morning without a community and I am very grateful for for that community that continues to come and it's a mm-hmm. it's the community's is large ish but enough people come every single day that there is always forward momentum mm-hmm. and I'm I am I'm delighted when people share songs. That excites me. Uh, it excites me that new people keep coming and that it is a space that welcomes new folks and that new folks find a place there. Um, yeah. I, just tying back to what we were saying about sharing the music on TikTok too, mm-hmm. I think one of the things I'm excited about, and I've been... I you know I I've been dreaming about this about having a really good solid body of my work available especially for communities and congregations so that they can access them and use them and that they would be cat- they would be like in some sort of a a database so people could go oh I need a song about um communion and uh, there would be a list of songs or I I we want a song about um about Mm. resistance and there would be a song for that Mm -hmm. um or a song for keeping keeping going and and so that 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 would be available to congregations Mm -hmm. and communities and so that's something that I am you know I've been working towards so I'm kind of excited about seeing how that unfolds and um and even just that so not just for congregations Mm -hmm. but somebody could go and say oh I'm having a trouble with decision making, and then they could put in decision making, and then a little playlist would come up. And maybe four songs would be available as a way to assist somebody to listen, sing along, and maybe get into deeper, a deeper connection with whatever the issue is that someone's facing,
1: so... One of the reasons I structured the podcast the way that I did was because I was looking to do something very similar. <laughs> I wanted a library for myself. My memory is, is not great. And I wanted to create a library where I could type in songs about water, you know, yes. and I could type in water and I could get songs about water. And so by making it, but I, but I was overwhelmed by the idea of recording all the songs at once. And so by making this podcast once a week... And by making a blog post for each of the podcasts and by tagging each blog post, I now have a searchable database yeah. that when this episode comes out will have 65 songs on it that are all tagged by meter and mm-hmm. by mode and by words that, that connect me to that song. So mm-hmm. anyway, I, I completely... I hear you with that desire to make the music more accessible in some easier for for my poor ancient brain to come up with. <laughs> well, and I know
0: that for myself
1: like these songs
0: are true companions. Yes. I mean these songs are true helpers. Yeah. They the uh, not just my own songs, other songs that people have shared with me over the years, but I uh, so then it's like I I really I know the power of these songs and, and leaning into that. And also then having, having that database, having that available for other people to access,
1: because it's like, I, I'm not alone here. Like, I know that I'm not alone. Here. And somehow honoring your companions. I mean, if you have your best yeah. friend, you're like, look at this fabulous person. I, I want you to meet them and get to know them because they're such a wonderful person. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm
2: gonna trust in the power. I trust in the power of songs. Gonna trust in the power. Trust in the power. The power of songs. Etc. Cetera. Etc. Cetera.
0: <laughs> so that's a lovely zipper song. You know, and, and this even even, you know, as we were talking in advance about this this time together you said, oh yeah, so what song do you think you're going to share? And I was like, that is such a daunting question. Uh, to choose one uh, is so in advance, not knowing what the day was or what was, what the vibe was in that moment. And so I really am grateful that you are open to being in the flow uh, with things with me. And because um, it's really the way I roll. And even in soulful singing, it's I think the first couple of years I did Soulful Singing in person, I would have a little list. It would have the songs listed. It would have the theme. And I would basically sing the songs in the order. Mm-hmm. A couple years in, I realized one night, I didn't even look at that sheet that I'd made. I wasn't doing that anymore. I was trusting that the songs were inside of me and trusting that they would come out. And if there wasn't a song there would be silence and that was okay. <laughs> um, and so that's a, that, that's, that's an interesting, even looking back over the years of soulful singing is really trusting that. And even at soulful singing now, I don't know what the theme is going to be on a morning. We have a little chit chat period of five minutes or so before we start singing. Usually something that happens there tweaks my heart in a certain way. And maybe a theme will emerge. We always have a song of the week, mm-hmm. uh, that That is the first song that we sing uh, for for an entire week. But then how the rest of the playlist unfolds, I really am trusting that a space is going to open up and a song is going to come. And oftentimes what happens is a couple songs are there going, pick me, no, 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 pick me. I'm your favorite today. Don't you want to do that one? It's also reading the room, which is kind of, it's funny. Of course, in person, reading the room, there's more information than online. But in a way, online, it, there's different information to read. Because um, mm-hmm. I, am, I am scanning the room as well and the folks that are singing with together in the mornings and choosing songs by my intuition, by what I'm noticing. So it is a kind of a finesse, it feels a little finesse, if that's even a word. A little mm. finessy. A
1: little finesse. Good. <laughs> Are you ready for lightning round questions? Oh, yes! The lightning round questions. So here we go. The idea is that you're going to give fairly quick answers. I can do it. All right. What's an album that was really important to you? Joni Mitchell Blue. What's your favorite soup? Salad. (laughs) Salad. Is that blended salad <laughs>
0: no i i'm I only have soup because other people like it okay. i um my favorite soup is a salad, all right, what is your favorite replacement curse word? I am a good cursor, my dad was a sailor, so I don't replace curse words usually I just but my grandmother always said sugar, and I always liked that oh
1: sugar in that case, I don't think it is a replacement curse word it just. It's the curse word. Sugar. 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 What is a sound you feel strongly apart about? And this does not have to be a beautiful sound or an ugly sound, it's just a sound that, that you feel strongly about.
0: Um, fans of all kinds, uh, drone sounds. Um, so if there is a fan that's going on, like a fan in the kitchen, I it's very hard for me to have a conversation with somebody else because my mind is at the frequency of the fan and often a song is coming. So I find it quite distracting. Uh, I cannot that's even like when the heat is going on, I find that quite difficult sometimes to have conversation when the sound of the fan is going and some of my favorite songs that I've ever written have been accompanied to the sound of
1: fans. That is really interesting, especially because we've had to pause this episode twice to ice Wendy Luella's computer (laughs) because of the fan. (laughs) Okay, who is an artist you wish more people listened to? Coco Love Alcorn. Mm. Before we close... Where can we find you and follow your projects or buy your music?
0: Well, you
1: can follow me on TikTok,
0: which just is my name, at Um, My website, wendyluellaperkins.com. Oh, I guess, no, TikTok is not wendylowelloperkins.com. It's just Wendy at Wendy Perkins. But, um And then my website, which is lovely and completely out of date, um, I am not on other social media. I'm not on Facebook or Twitter. and uh, But if you email me, info at com, I will get back to you.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> a huge thank you to you, Wendy Luella, for coming on A Breath of Song. And a huge thank you to you, our listeners. I'm so glad mm-hmm. you're singing with us. If you're glad to be singing too, consider sharing A Breath of Song with a friend or on social media Rating it, reviewing it—you are the publicity staff. We also divvy up the costs of production among a large group of listeners. To help, please leave something in the tip jar at abreathofsong.com. Sign up there to join the intrepid band of regular listeners and receive Patty Pietrowski's glorious artwork in your inbox once a week or so. Before Patty or I receive anything, 25% is donated to the Jazz Foundation of America, which supports jazz, blues, and roots musicians in need. So, Wendy, let's pick a song to sing, to help it sink in more deeply. It can be one of the ones you've already shared, or it can be another song. Whatever you're feeling you want. I'm gonna put myself on mute, and let you find whatever song feels right.
0: Well, this is, I, I live in Canada. Everything that happens in, in the United States usually happens in Canada about 15, 10, 15 years later. And so the recent Supreme Court rulings, both environmental, re- reproductive rights, other things, uh, I am under no illusion that here in Canada, we're, we're safe from those actions. But, so this is a song that's come into my heart that is a response to all of that and more.
2: To love I do return, to love I do return, when my heart breaks open to this broken world. To love I do return. To action I do return. To action I do return. When my heart breaks open to this broken world, to action I do return. To song I do return. To song. To this broken world, to song I do, to I do return, to courage I do return, to courage I do return. When my heart breaks open to this broken world, to courage I do Return. To love I do return. To love I do return. When my heart breaks open to this broken world, to love
1: I wish that song was not needed. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I hope that the land of Margaret Atwood and the Handmaid's <laughs> Tale can be a little wiser than the u s has been, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens maybe in fifteen years the u s will be swinging back. Mm-hmm. maybe we're hitting a a bottom yeah. that's what I keep hoping is that we're hitting a point where we understand what the change needs to be yeah
0: yeah and you know the losses that we're experiencing at a time in the world where there's been so much loss it's almost like it's hard to contain it it's hard to even but coming i coming back to song coming back to love coming back even to that loving kindness you know coming back to okay i want the world to look like this and for it to look like this, I need to keep on this path mm. and discouragement and lack of hope is is letting that other side the other side's win you know exactly. I mean exactly. I, I mean you feel that you feel that and you have to I, I need to allow myself to feel that and I have to return again and again and again and again to those things that's that in my life uplift life and sustain life and support life and yeah so that's that's what I have to come back to again and again and again
1: absolutely (laughs) great thank you for joining Wendy and Luella and me today for a breath of song I'm grateful that you are taking care of yourself and listening to your voice I believe making a better world starts with tuning into ourselves and each other which is what we just did. So yay us. Yay. yay. Us. If you're liking this podcast please share with a friend and next time we'll plant another song. Be well. We can pause. Not stop. Okay. I'm going to stop this. Stop.